Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me today is Eli, a different Eli, not uh, the Eli, Eli 2.0. Yes, this is Eli 2.0. Eli 2.0. To and today we are going to talk about the Great Whiskey Fire. Have you ever heard of the Great Whiskey Fire? No, I haven't. It's a scorcher. <laughs> Add sound effect. Bad joke. No? Okay. So the world has seen its uh, fair share of famous fires. One of the most famous ones is the Chicago Fire of 1871. Supposedly it was caused when a cow owned by Miss O'Leary kicked over a lantern and started a fire which would spread and burn down the majority of the city. It burned down 2,112 acres of the city and caused $4.7 billion in damage and killed 300 people. The only surviving structure is called the Water Tower. It was a stone water tower. And if you go to Chicago, you ever been to Chicago? No, I haven't. Uh, everybody sees the water tower. It's like in the big shopping district, all that stuff. Yeah. It was also said to be so hot that Lake Michigan began to boil. Really stinks for those people who were taking refuge in Lake Michigan and then it started to boil. Nice. It's just a bad, bad things going on there. Right around the same time, you had one of the largest fires in U.S. history that most people don't know about because it's overshadowed by the Great Chicago Fire. It's called the Peshtigo Fire. Um, it's going to be the deadliest wildfire recorded in history. It killed somewhere between 1,500 and 2,500 people in northern Wisconsin and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It destroyed 1.2 million acres of land, and the fire was so powerful that it skipped over rivers and created fire whirls that would throw rail cars and houses into the air. So you got fire tornadoes. Like Australia, that kind of fire tornado? Yes, and they're literally picking up like houses and rail cars and just flinging them on fire. Whee! I don't think they're making that noise, but <laughs> I'm thinking like that really horrible movie 2012. Oh. When, when, it all starts, when it all starts ending. One theory to explain why they were major, fa um, why these major fires all broke out between Illinois, Wisconsin, and Michigan, was that they may have been caused by fragments of an exploding comet called Bayless. And as it entered, it just blew up everything, and everything caught on fire. Nice. There were the Cleveland fires on the Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga River runs through Cleveland. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller Standard Oil was dumping gasoline into the river, which was also being fed by raw sewage. Not a great combination. Between 1868 and 1952, the, fire the river catches on fire nine times. Nice. It's not a good look for your city. No, it no. really isn't. The river once again would catch fire in 1969. At this point, the country had become more concerned with environmental conservation, and this fire would help lead to the EPA... Or the... I don't know. The Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, and they make it illegal for you to dump your waste and stuff in the rivers now. Uh, try to make things clean. The only fire I know about is the fire that uh, Carl Benz got the idea of combustion. And he made the car of it. Internal combustion? Yeah. How many cylinders was it? It was one cylinder. And it was one and a half horsepower. That's nice. <laughs> How fast does that get a car going? Like five miles. <laughs> it's like the first train went like four miles per hour of the rocket. 
yeah. and it still ran over somebody. Yeah. Have you ever seen Awesome Powers? There's a great scene where it's like Awesome Powers and like a steamroller, and this guy's like in front of him. He's like, no! And Awesome <laughs> Powers is going like one mile an hour. He's like, no! And it lasts for like five minutes. That's what that reminds me of. Uh, famously, there was a great fire of Rome in 64 AD. The fire started around the famous racetrack, the Circus Maximus, and would burn for six days. Circus Maximus was like the, the Daytona 500 of ancient Rome. Uh, just when they thought it was under control, it started again and burned for another three days. What a morale bust that had to be. We got it under control, and that's just like, <laughs> just ignites again. Yeah. 75% of the city is going to burn down. Emperor Nero would blame the fire on Christians because he wanted to persecute them. Uh, it was also commonly believed that Nero sat aside and played the fiddle as Rome burned down to the ground. I think the fiddle more was like a harp, like a little harp back then. Oh, yeah. Um, either way, he would build himself an amusement park out of the rubble, and he would also build what was called the Domus Auraria, also known as the Golden House. At another language, I just butchered Latin. So we got Latin, Mandarin, German so far in this podcast. Um, and his house is going to take up 200 acres of prime real estate in the middle of the city. So there's a lot of people that say he really liked the fact that the city burnt down because now he could build himself a really nice house. Nero himself is a pretty messed up dude. It was said that he would like go around the streets at night and like beat up old women and like steal their money. Sounds like a psycho. Yes. He also thought he was a great actor. I bet he wasn't. He was assassinated performing a play and supposedly his last words were like, the world will never know how good of an actor it's losing. And then he's, he's done. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, yeah. None of these fires, though, however, match the bizarreness of what we are going to talk about, the Great Whiskey Fire of Dublin. Oh, no. Dublin, Ireland. Of course it's Dublin. They did have a lot of whiskey in Dublin. <laughs> One of the most destructive fires in Ireland will occur on June 18, 1875, and it uh, would begin a little after 8 p.m., but no one really knows how it started. It began at Reed's Malt House, um, malt was a primary ingredient used for whiskey. And Malone's bonded warehouse. So a bonded warehouse was just what we think of as a warehouse. And there's going to be a lot of finished goods in the warehouse being prepared to sold. So there's probably a lot of whiskey in there as well. Um, so between the two buildings, there was 2,000 pounds worth of malt, 1,800 punchings or barrels, which were holding 500 liters of whiskey. As the fire would hit the wooden casks, which were holding whiskey, they burst open, sending a burning river of whiskey, which was described as lava down the streets. It would reach two feet wide and six inches deep. You just Free. got this whiskey lava flowing down the streets of Dublin at this point. Free whiskey. It's on fire, though. <laughs> Take your chances. Um, as the fire spread, the whiskey poured down the streets like lava. At one point, it appeared that a hospital and convent would go up in flames. It was said that as the nuns saw the fire approaching, they prayed the fire into the opposite direction. Luckily, or some would say divine intervention, would shift the winds and the fire would begin to head in the opposite direction of the hospital and the convent. Unfortunately, the fire began to move in the direction of a tenement house and a working class neighborhood. Two firefighters would recount, the fire wrecked particular havoc on Chamber Street. 
with a public house disappearing in flames, while at another home on the street, a wake was in progress. So in um, Irish culture, a wake is when someone dies, a wake is like a celebration of that person's life. And typically the, the body laid in state within the house and people went there, paid their last respects and just have like a celebration of it. The occupants were forced to flee with the corpse to mourn elsewhere, while the home of the bereaved and their belongings were totally destroyed. So not only now do you have this lava fire going down the streets, now you have these people carrying a casket and running away from it because the wake has been disturbed. Yes. <clears throat> Real problems began when the fire hit the working class Dublin neighborhoods. Uh, the part of the city had lots of animals. Typically, animals were kept in the rear of tenements, things like pigs and chickens, while horses were typically strapped at the front of the buildings because they were still the primary mode of transportation at the time. Mm. As the fire approached, animals got loose and started running around wildly throughout the streets, adding to the chaos. So now we got the lava fire of whiskey, or whiskey lava. Casket people. The casket people, and now animals running all over the place. Nice. Um, there is one account of canine suicide. So it was reported that a dog ran through the door of William Eyre. The dog was foaming at the mouth. Typically, if we see a dog foaming at the mouth, we believe it has... Rabies. Rabies. I hate rabies. Rabies are it's bad. You don't want to get rabies. rabies? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Long story. There was a bat in the house. Family had to get rabies shots, but... Okay. We're good now. All right. I, I can pet any wild animal I want for the next two years. Good to know. We're good to go. Um, so the dog's foaming at the mouth. It was believed, though, that it was drunk, that it was drinking the whiskey that was running down the streets. <clears throat> the dog began running through the house out of control, knocking over furniture and attacking the homeowner, William Eyre. Eyre would try to fight back using an iron crowbar. So he's trying to, like, beat the drunk dog with a crowbar and he is failing the dog would then run upstairs and jump out the window and air would say quote unquote terminated its existence on the road below nice so now you got whiskey lava falling dogs falling dogs casket people casket people and animals running yeah, just everywhere. total chaos total chaos just when things couldn't get any crazier a tannery is going to catch on fire Tanneries are places where they make tanna something. They make leather. Oh. So you got all these like animal hides, and if that stuff catches on fire, it smells really bad. Oh. So now there's just this pungent smell of that's bad flesh and everything. Just animal. Awful. Yeah, it's not not a good just uh, situation. Shockingly, though, the lava missed the Watkins Brewery. If this would have gone up, it would have added more fuel to the fire there's more alcohol there to burn off. Mm -hmm. Dublin Fire Department would arrive on the scene, which was led by a man whose name was James Robert Ingram. Ingram had been trained by the New York City Fire Department and modeled Dublin after New York City's. Ingram was known for thinking outside of the box in order to stop fires. One time, a ship had entered Dublin Port and the ship was on fire. Ingram, the way to get the fire out, ordered the Royal Navy to sink it. And it sunk, and obviously, when a boat sinks and it's on fire, it's now underwater, and that puts out the fire. Uh, his firefighters would wear red uniforms, modeled after those in New York City. Mm -hmm. In the end, the fire, though, would not kill Ingram. He would actually catch tuberculosis while fighting 
the fire in the tenements. Wouldn't be a history class after hours podcast without mentioning tuberculosis, Mm. also known as consumption. There is other people dying of a different type of consumption, as we'll hear about. Uh, He would call for soldiers and have them pull up paving stones and throw a mixture of sand and gravel on the whiskey. After realizing that the whiskey was still seeping through the gravel, um, he chose a different method. He would start to use horse maneuver, and there was plenty of it lying around the streets. I guess they had collection centers. Collection centers of poop. Yes. So you just had massive piles of horse maneuver laying out like in the streets. It's like the first like trash dump area. You know? Yes. Just dump your dump. You know? Just probably. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> so the manure was stacked up like a dam, which in turn would help uh, stop the spread of the fire. Uh, at that point, the firefighters could then focus on putting out the fires that uh, were existing in buildings around the area. Crowds of people had assembled around the fire. They began to take off their hats and boots in order to collect the whiskey. Um, and they used those as cups, and they began drinking. Of course. It was even stated that people were taking the manure and squeezing the whiskey out of it so they could drink it later on in the day. Not the best ideas, (laughs) guys. The result were eight men had to be carried to the Meath Hospital in a comatose state. Another 12 had to be carried to Jervis Street Hospital, three to Stevens Hospital, and one more to Mercer's Hospital. Is the fire still going on? The fire is out at this point. Okay. Number does not, though, represent the total number of people who were incapacitated by drinking large quantities of whiskey. So whiskey had played a vital role in Irish working class culture. It was pretty valuable and expensive. Um, The term whiskey literally means water of life in Gaelic. So they saw their opportunity to get some of that, and they were squeezing it out of horse poop. Nice. Over 13 people are going to die, not from the fire, not from smoke inhalation, but from consumption. Not tuberculosis consumption, but overconsumption of basically alcohol poisoning. Hmm. One of these individuals was named William Smith. He, along with his neighbor, went to view the fire spreading. He began to drink from the river of whiskey. His friend would say he drank a great deal. What I drank was out of a jug. Nearly everybody was drinking it. He would collapse and become insensible and die the next day. When it was all said and done, though, the the working class neighborhood, the Liberties, um, was destroyed. But it's going to be rebuilt um, with the help of Lord Mayor, who was just the mayor of Dublin. His name was Peter Paul. Mm -hmm. Paul was so shocked, though, that the death toll wasn't higher. He would say, the time given to escape in some places during the progress of the fire was short. I was apprehensive that some people should be left in danger in the garrets and cellars of the district. But on inquiry, I was happy to learn that no life was lost during the Great Conflagration, which means great fire. The unhappy overdose deaths, he would say, would have happened in any city where there was a tendency to indulge immoderately in drink. The victims could not restrain themselves from the burning fluid. So... Above the whiskey fire, 13 people die, all from overdrinking. Mm. Weird, weird scenario. Only other thing that kind of compares to this is going to be the Great Molasses Flood of 1919, which happens in Boston. 
So in the North End neighborhood of Boston, a large storage tank filled with 2.3 million gallons of molasses burst. <clears throat> All right, so that molasses was probably being used to make rum. So There's some uh, people that speculate that the ninth, uh, the prohibition was about to start, so they were starting to try to ramp up production to, to beat prohibition. Mm -hmm. But also, there was no like r regulation by the government on storage facilities, mm -hmm. and they said witnesses said every time they filled this massive storage container with molasses, it would like groan and creak, and you could almost hear like brittle metal like shattering. Mm. And there were supposedly so many holes in it that kids would like go up to it and just like take their like cups and fill it with molasses and like start eating it. And it just kept on. Molasses isn't even that good to eat, <sighs> in my opinion. It's, it's like some, it's like stuff you put in gingerbread cookies. It's, it's very bitter. And, it's and not, I, don't I don't like, like it. it. It exploded in my pantry this summer and I've learned to hate it because yes. of that. It is impossible to get off things. Um, so that tank's going to burst. A wave of molasses rushed through the streets, reaching an estimated speed of 35 miles an hour. Imagine, I don't know how that's possible. Imagine seeing that, though. I mean, what's the typical saying about molasses? It's slow. It's slow. You're slow as molasses because it literally does not move. But Apparently, there's, you're there's 35 miles an hour. so much of it bursting at such force that it is moving at 35 miles per hour, just wiping things out. God. 21 people are going to be killed. It is said that people were picked up and hurled into the air many feet. Um, one account is Anthony DiStasio, walking homeward with his sisters from the Michelangelo school, was picked up by the wave and carried, tumbling on its crest, almost as though he was surfing. Mm -hmm. Then he grounded and the molasses rolled him like a pebble as the wave diminished. He heard his mother call his name and he couldn't answer. His throat was clogged with the smothering goo. He passed out and then opened his eyes to find his three, uh, the four sisters staring at him. Um, and he was actually going to be rescued. A lot of people that died, um, so this is in January and it's cold. Mm -hmm. So the molasses when it was coming out was warm. Mm -hmm. And they got like stuck in it, and then it froze. Oh! So they were like, "Yeah," and that's how a lot, of, a lot of the people perished. Cleaning that up really bad. It took many years to clean up, and it was still said that like ten to twenty years after it, you could still smell molasses within that part of the city. Mm. That's nuts. So we got a whiskey fire and a molasses flood. Oh, two just weird, random things that happen in big cities. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for listening. Join us next week. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.